I am ready to see you. I am ready to be with you. And I want to address right now that Preston and Cy and Spencer and Stephen and myself are uh, diligently seeking all the information we can. We are diligently praying and asking others to pray. We are diligently reaching out to uh, you guys and finding out the most information we can to discern the best way for us to process all of that information and get us back in community together safely. And that's the best that I can tell you. But pretty soon, meaning probably in the next seven days, we will have a plan outlined that will give us all a little bit of hope and a little bit of excitement as to how this is going to play out on the corner of Maine and Chestnut at NBC on Maine. Having said that, I am excited to get into some scriptures today. I'm excited to teach and be taught with you by the Word of God. Last week we began what we try to do every 12 to 18 months, and that is to revisit our core values and refocus everything we're doing on what is important to us as a church family. And our core values here at NBC are the Word, the celebration, the body, and the mission. And last week, we talked about the word and the celebration, the word being our intense focus on our teaching and our children and our youth and all of our ministries to be totally centralized on the scripture and the word of God. But at the same time, we call it the word because it is not only the word of God, the Bible, but the word of God, Christ himself. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So we keep our focus on studying the scriptures and keeping our eyes on Jesus. And when we talk about the celebration, that one is way more simple. The idea there is that we want to party. We want to celebrate. We don't want to be boring. We don't want to be religious. We want to let the overflow of everything that God has done for us, the saving grace that God has poured out on us despite who we are, to magnify and glorify the Lord at every occasion. And when we come together, it's just even more so that we allow the joy from within us to shine without us, so to speak. Today, we're going to have a look at the last two parts of our core values, the body and the mission, all right? And as we look at the body, most years I use very similar text, but for these uh, studies on video, I'm uh, using some, some different text. So as we look at the body, let me explain that this core value is about the unity of the community, all right? The oneness of our mindset, the oneness of our mind frame. We always look back upon a, a quote by Tozier that says, do you not know that 100 pianos 
tuned by the same tuning fork, are also in tune with one another. If each one of us keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, on the, on the Word, then we will be and stay and move in tune, in alignment together. So as we talk about the body and the members of the body, I want to read from Romans, all right? Romans chapter 12. Uh, This starts in verse 3, and it goes through verse 8. For by the grace, everything we have is by the grace of God. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed each of you. So in a culture where we are all me-minded, where our culture is self-centered, this this calls us to immediately look differently, all right? To change our mindset. Don't look at yourself more highly than you ought to, but think of yourself with sober judgments in accordance to your faith. Think of yourself as a part of the team, an integral part, just as each one of us has one body, all right, with many parts, these members or parts do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. Each member belongs to all the others. The idea here is that when we come together and if we are called first into the kingdom of God, the giant body of Christ, and then to our respective assemblies or bodies or churches, ecclesias as the Greek calls it, when we are called to be a part of that, God is taking who we are, what we are, our husbands, our wives, our children, our spouses, our finances, our gifts, our talents, and everything we are becomes a part of the body. And we have to understand that we are each one an integral part of the body and we all belong to the rest. So as God brings in John and as God brings in Jake and as God brings in Sally and as God brings in Mandy, he has done that to add fingers and toes and eyes and ears and hearts and minds, and lungs, and stomachs, and thighs to the body, and each one of those things plays that part of the body for the rest, so we're all combined, we're all one, and we are one because God, and Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are one. That was Jesus's prayer, that they may be one like you and I are one. And each of us has to play a part. Scripture says we have different gifts according to the grace given each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. If your gift is uh, serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is mercy, do it cheerfully. First of all, this 
brings us to the verse in the scripture that says, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all for the glory of God. So all of the things that we are doing as a part of the body should be for the glory of God, and they should help amplify and magnify the gifts of one another. But just as importantly, just as importantly, if one of us isn't doing our job, there is a hole. There is a hole. Now, sometimes that hole can be overcome, but the body is not the same. If you are blind, all right, there is a, a, a sense in which your, your hearing or your sense of touch becomes heightened to help cover for the fact that you cannot see, all right? If you lose a, a, a limb, there can be things that we can do that can help us to balance, but the body is never the same. But hear me. If there are several pieces missing, if people aren't doing their job, if my thigh decides that it doesn't want to do its part, all right, and then my, my liver decides that it want, doesn't want to do its part, and then my mind decides that it doesn't want to do its part, how are the other parts going to fill those gaps? They're not. The body is going to be incomplete. If we are called to serve with children, if we are called to serve with youth, if we are called to serve by cleaning, if we are called to serve by giving, if we are called to serve by teaching, and those jobs do not get done, listen to me, in everybody in God's kingdom that he has called across this country, across this world, there are pieces missing. So as a member of Nicholasville Baptist Church and as a believer in our core values, one of those core values is you have value and you have gifts and you are to give your time and your talent and your tithe as a part of this body in the way God has called you and if you do not, you suffer, the body suffers, the church suffers. We are not as good as we are created to be without you. And our job then is to plug you in. Our job then is to help you find your gifts, your talents, your time, your talent, your tithe for the kingdom and then to use and discern all of those things wisely. This is the body of Christ in the church, and this is important to us. The last one is the mission. And this one is simple and not simple. I always preach from the Great Commission, go ye therefore, that the mission of the body of Christ is outside the body of Christ. We are the body. We have to care for ourselves. But our calling is not to sit ye here for, it's to go ye therefore. And that is the basis. Our time, our talents, our ties, all of that, I, I want to be using it outside of the body of Christ, knowing that there are things we have to do to take care of one another. But if we lose sight of the service, if we lose sight of the going, we're doing it wrong. This is from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Sumeria, and to the ends of the earth. God's 
calling for his people who believe in him is to be the mouthpiece, be the amplification, be the magnification and the glorification of him to the world. You will be my witnesses. In Romans, my ambassadors, okay? We have to go and tell because if not you, then who? We are called to go and tell. Well, how do we at NBC believe that that happens? Well, there, there are a lot of people that say, go, mission trips, mission things, mission go, everything, go outside, go serve, go serve, go serve. And, and I believe in those things. I believe in evangelism. I believe in discipleship. But listen to me. If we are constantly just going and doing, if we are constantly just walking down through a list of things that we can do to get people saved, we are missing the point. We are absolutely missing the point. Here's how the church did it in Acts. This is just 40-something verses after the call to go. Here it is. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, here's how we begin the mission. They devoted themselves to the teaching. They studied the scripture. And to fellowship, they gathered together. And to the breaking of bread, they celebrated the ordinances. And to prayer, they knew that the foundation was in seeking and calling out to God. Everyone was filled with awe, all right? Everyone was filled with awe. There was a childlike wonder. There was a princess castle at Disney World when you walk through the gates every single time, look and feeling on their faces when they gathered, understanding they were in the presence of God. And they were in awe at the wonders and the signs that were performed. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. What's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. They sold their property and gave to the people in need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad and sincere hearts. They gathered in large groups and they gathered in small groups praised God, enjoyed the favor of the people, and the Lord added to their number. Here's the first thing I want you to see about this mission. When they were doing their job as believers to grow themselves and share in community and love and grace, God added to their number. There was addition and multiplication by following the uh, will of God to meet together and pray together and grow together because in our community as we live our lives, if we are living and acting differently, people notice and it just happens as we bring in those around us to our churches. But that cannot be the only way. If we get comfortable loving on the person who sits in the pew next to us and loving on our small group and making it all about us, we have messed up. The mission has failed. We have to keep in mind what Jesus kept in mind. I'm going back to a very popular story. Uh, in Luke 19, verse 1 through 10, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see Jesus, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. He ran ahead, climbed a fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come 
come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. He came down and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. Now I'm going to stop. There's one verse left, but I want to stop right here. Listen, Jesus was coming through and church people were gathering and religious people were hanging out and there was a parade, a a, a party, a a celebration, a, a time of worship that was happening or going to happen. They were being the community and Jesus got to a place where there was a man who was not a part of the community, a man who was cast out by the community, a man who was called a sinner by the community, somebody the people did not associate with and Jesus stopped and he looked up and he said, hey man, I'm coming to your place. And people who thought they had appointments with him, people who thought they were going to have a service with him, people who thought they were going to hear him teach or have worship with him were frustrated. They were overwhelmed. In fact, they muttered. I, I hate that Bible word. They, they muttered. They, they gossiped and they talked behind his back and they said things that they shouldn't have been saying because from out of the heart, the mouth speaks because they didn't understand who Jesus was. But Jesus Jesus did what Jesus does. He went and he ate with the sinner and he loved him. He didn't get involved with the sin. He didn't start taking up taxes or cheating people. He just loved on the sinner where they were. And he and his house were saved. And when the people said, what were you doing? Jesus said, what I want us to hear. We have to gather together. We have to bring ourselves into the scripture. We have to bring our tithes into the storehouse. We have to do things as the church body. But here's what it says. The son of man came to seek and save that which was lost. If we sit ye here for, we're doing it wrong. You don't have a hospital for the healthy. The church, people have said this over and over again, has become a museum for saints instead of a hospital for sinners. And we cannot let that happen. The Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. And so the mission of our church always has to be, always has to be, God, here am I. Send me. But it doesn't have to be Kenya. It can and it should, but it doesn't have to be. It can be Kroger. Here am I. Send me right down the street to feed someone who doesn't have a home. Here I am. Send me to that person in your neighborhood who you know is bitter, who you know is lonely, who the children stay away from, but deserves and needs and 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 has a, a, a capacity to experience Jesus just like us. I don't want to lose discipleship in evangelism, but I don't want to lose evangelism because discipleship and community is so good. It has to be both. We have to be the body of Christ and everybody's got to play their part. And we've got to do that inside and outside these walls. So when we plan when we decide that we're going to do something, when we celebrate or teach a kid's message or have a sermon series, 
we want all of these four things to be paramount in our preparation. As we do these things, are we being true to the word of God? Are we celebrating Jesus and what he has done in our life? Are we playing our part, each one as members of the body and bringing unity to the body of Christ here at NBC and in the kingdom? And are we carrying out a mission that is outside of ourselves, that is beyond our abilities because God has given us the power and the love and the self-discipline of the Holy Spirit himself and we are able through Christ to obey him fully and see the signs and wonders and the miracles and the blessings that he wants to pour out on us. Those are the things that are important to us. And for those of you who are thinking about joining us, for those families who have been wanting to join us, these are four things that that we promise that we're going to maintain. We're going to stick to the word. We're going to celebrate Jesus. We're going to require the body to be unified and to play their part and to be one in Christ. And we're going to go and teach and share and reach with our time and our talents and our tithes inside and outside these walls. Let me pray for you. And uh, then we'll be finished uh, today. We got a lot of work to do, church. Got a lot of work to do in each other, in our community, and in our world. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are the word of God, that by your grace we have received salvation and we can celebrate that though we are undeserving, God, you have blessed us with more than we could ever ask for or imagine. And as we are blessed, each and every one, we pour out those blessings from inside us alongside one another to be the body of Christ on this corner and in the world. And God, we pray that we never forget to go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations in the power of Jesus' name. We go and we pray. Amen. We'll see you soon, church.